When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Mike McDaniel met with the media about Friday afternoon, and he went through the laundry list of injuries, as Josh likes to call it, the CVS list of injuries. Um, Barry Jackson, the Miami Herald, he was the Hawkeye out there on the practice field, and he reported that every single player on the Miami Dolphins 53-man roster, was on the practice field Friday. Joshua Houts, I think we have to start with the only guy who's averaging like 11 yards per carry, and that's Devon Achan, who played a couple snaps a few weeks ago against the Raiders. I think it was four snaps before getting injured. Mike McDaniel seemed pretty confident that he will be playing on Sunday. What does that mean for this offense? I think it means a lot, right? I mean, at least if he can go out there and stay healthy. I mean, that's what we all want to see at this point, right? We've already seen him be that explosive playmaker. We already see how this offense fires. I mean, you have all these stats where he most is, you know, breaking in the league, leading the league, and, you know, touchdowns and things like that. But when A-Chan was out there, he looked like the more dynamic back, and that's just crazy to think. So um, to get him involved out there, again, if he can stay healthy, I think it will open things up for that Miami Dolphins offense, who it does look like they're going against a very good defensive line. Obviously, it's not the same defensive line we would have saw uh, pre-trade deadline, right? I mean, they got rid of Montez Sweat and Chase Young. I don't know that I quite understand that, but um, you know, to get Devon Achan back means everything as long as he can stay healthy. And I joked that he, I think I said, messed up on the last pod or one of our previous pods and said he was six nine. No, he's five nine, and we need to see those durability concerns that we have put to rest because, again, when he's out there, man, there's he's still what like top ten in yards and things like that. Like it's absolutely insane what he did with such you know little touches and little time out there. So um, it means everything, Jake. The commanders allow an average of 145 rushing yards per game. That's second in the NFL. Uh, The Dolphins also average 5.5 yards per carry. I mean, for how frustrated we get at this offense at times, man, you just start going through and thumbing through these stats, man. This is such an impressive group. Last week, the Dolphins got into a tough situation where it was the Raheem Mostert show. They tried to get Darrington Evans involved, and he fumbled his, I think, his second snap it was, and the Dolphins just didn't feel comfortable having him involved. So it really was Jeff Wilson playing 59% of snaps, 56% of the rush attempts, 20 carries for 94 yards. He really broke it open with that pair of touchdowns. Um, I think both came in the second half. Uh, Sorry if uh, I'm mixing that up a little bit. And then also, Josh, I wanted to ask you, Jeff Wilson, he played a third of snaps, got 14 touches. You throw Devon H. Hand in that mix, someone who you expect to get at least five to 10 touches guaranteed. What is this food chain looking like? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'd go if you're doing a pie chart, right? Are we going to do a pie chart? We'll do a pizza, oh, yeah, half the pizza. Chart. Raheem Mostert's there, just nominal and half the pizza. Then it's separated between the other two. I guess be the first four pieces left now. The two for HN, two for Jeff Wilson. Um, I do think it's interesting how much we talked about before, how much Jeff Wilson's gotten involved in the passing game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see how they you know, go about that. Are we going to see HN take some of those touches? Are we maybe going to see uh, Raheem Mostert you know, become more of that pass catcher? But Honestly, they've just been using him as that guy just pounding the rock. So um, I think it'll be split like that if this was a Ninja Turtles and they were eating the pizza. That's how they separate. I wouldn't rush HM back, though, would you? I mean, I wouldn't. I don't feel like you need to get him involved against the commanders with, uh, you know, Jeff Wilson still trying to get his feet underneath him. 
the Jeff Wilson getting so many targets has always been one of the more interesting things to me in recent weeks. The Chiefs, he had a few. Last week, he had three. He was actually right behind Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell in terms of targets on this Miami Dolphins um, offense. At some point, you got to get him involved, though. And I, I really like this matchup where you can get a few opportunities where I think, you know, what works so well against the Denver Broncos for him was all that misdirection um, where you could really – you're panicking. I mean, Raheem Mostert's leading the league in touchdowns. You have Raheem Mo. You have, excuse me, Tyree Kill leading the league in uh, receiving yards. I wonder if this actually is that good opportunity. I think they were safe with Devon Achan last week, not playing him on Black Friday. You have a few extra days going into this week. I think this would be a good opportunity to let him uh, go out there and get a few carries, but I don't know if I'd be super comfortable playing him in fantasy. But then we go back to the conversation we had a couple weeks ago where would you play him if you only had four or five snaps but or carries, but at the same time, he only needs four or five carries to get you 200 yards through touchdowns. So I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a coin flip. I mean, if you're a Dolphins fan and you have HN, you're probably going to start him in fantasy, right? Because you're just a sicko mm-hmm. like that. But um, I'm with you, man. I don't think he needs to go out there and be ran into the ground, but you do want to see him get some of those touches. I just can the long view down the road, right? Where we're going to be hopefully battling for the playoffs and you want to have these guys, um, you know, fully healthy and being able to run that ball. I think I looked it up and we got to give credit to Mike McDaniel, right? For using the run game more and, you know, sticking to it more, except on those short yards. We do want to see that, but I think it said he was averaging like 26 and a half uh, rushes per game. And that's, um, you know, that's a big step up. So um, I just love it. This Dolphins offense, you know, we can go out there and kill him with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. And then you also have this running back room that we're sitting here trying to figure out who's going to get what touches it's, an awesome problem to have. Sticking with the rushing attack, Isaiah Wynn was an absolute mauler for this team early in the season. Mike McDaniel was asked about him on Friday, and it's important to keep in mind the Dolphins, it, they're teasing that they're going to be bringing back Chris Brooks, maybe not this week, but next week, which would be their seventh of AIR spots. So Isaiah Wynn would be that eighth player and the last player the Dolphins could activate off IR. So Mike McDaniels asked about it, and he basically said uh, he can't say yes, he can't say no, it's not on my radar. Not because it's inconceivable, but because I don't want him to instigate a setback. I'm not thinking about it. It doesn't mean it's not a possibility. Josh, that sounds like it's not really a possibility it didn't sound good when he was originally put on ir and we were he's not even giving you like a little glimpse of hope here so i wouldn't even start entertaining that idea at least for a few more weeks if at all yeah mike mcdaniel has a way of you know kind of saying a lot of nothing right i mean he says all these things and you still don't know i mean we kind of decipher all these things as you know more negatively at least that's the way i take it but dude i thought isaiah was out for the season so even just to kind of hear things like that that maybe it's not completely out of question to get him back that that means everything and you said about chris brooks maybe that is why you get hm more involved because if you bring chris brooks and i'm gonna say it man the thunder the thor thunder he is that hammer you bring him into these december games january i mean getting him healthy out there the way he was running the rock i mean uh look at us get hyped over what a, a previous practice squad player but he let's be honest man he looked like a bull in a china shop and to get him back you know later down the road when you need that in the in late games i mean oh man that, that got me a little excited so uh thanks for bringing that up you got you got me put a smile on my face robert hunt's been battling a hamstring injury mike mcdaniel said he doesn't know if hunt will be active on sunday but josh after seeing hunt active on black friday as that emergency type lineman we saw connor williams be like a few weeks ago i have a hard time seeing him not get back in the lineup unless he suffered some sort of setback but i don't think we would not have heard about something if he was you know not practicing or anything along those lines all systems go in terms of uh he's continued to practice it seems like uh we should have someone like Robert Hunt back in the lineup Thursday, Sunday. I'm a mess. Sorry. 
Oh, you're good. We're, we're all a little bit of a mess. I, I mean, I would love to have Robert Hunt again. I think he might arguably be, or pro- he probably is the best offensive lineman we have, mm-hmm. a guy that we're going to have to pay X amount of money to, but I'd love to get him back out there. I do think we have to give credit to Liam Eikenberg, Lester Cotton, some of those guys that, you know, had their name called to come in there and, you know, play pretty well in these last few weeks. Um, Did you hear anything on Teron Armstead? Because the only thing I've heard was when he made that comment about how, um, you know, he, he needs to get his crap together and play better this weekend. But um, has Mike He's McDaniel pressed. said anything about Okay, cool. I, I think I think signs Fired are pointing up. that he's going to play, but I mean, we, we see how this coaching staff is. If they have like that slightest concern where they will give him that extra week. And and once we get through that extra re- week is when we can start wondering like, oh, is this when they'll get back at Barbara? I'd lean yes for Armstead too, especially when there's also, I mean, you have Kendall Lamb, he's questionable with a back injury as well. I mean, there's a lot of uh, teetering offensive linemen right now. Yeah, credit to Butch Berry for finding a way to, you know, power through one way or the other. And somehow they've done a great job with it. Uh, Tua was sacked three times last week. Durham Smythe, Austin Jackson, Connor Williams were all credited with one of those sacks. Uh, Toronto Armstead allowed one pressure, and then that was it for all the heat that the Miami Dolphins offensive line gave up against the Jets last week. So there's another question to be had there, Josh, about do you rush Robert Hunt back? But I think even keeping him off the field last week was being safe. So I'd even lean no. When you see what the Dolphins can accomplish in these last five weeks, when you know that there's a stretch coming up when four of the final five games are at home. I think you really got to win these games uh, that you're facing a four and eight Washington team. That is the worst defense in the entire NFL. These are games where I think if you can have everyone in there just to make sure you take care of business, especially on the road, I think you should do it. Interesting. I was going to say, I do like how this coaching staff at times, you know, they don't screw around, right? If there's any question whether or not a guy can go out there and, you know, be, what did Mike McDaniel say about, uh, you know, Javon Holland, if they're, he's not going to be vulnerable out there or whatever. I mean, so um, we'll see what happens. I think we all been there all season long. At least there's one name that comes up on the injury report, right? Where you sit there and um, you sit there and it drops at what? Uh, I think it comes out at 1130 if it's a one o'clock game and you see a name on there where you're just like, what the, f-? like, it just feels like someone punching inside the head and you're Durham Smythe the other week. I mean, there's always like a random guy that you just did not see happening. And I would hate to see that be one of these offensive linemen. Like you mentioned, if Kendall Lamb can't go, if you, for some reason, don't Teron Armstead, well, then we're then we're in a uh, then we're in a up the stream. What is it? You, up shit. Just forget it. <laughs> Nailed it. Home run. <laughs> Last and absolutely not least, Javon Holland. He injured both knees on Black Friday against the Jets. It kind of reminded me of um, Xavier Howard a couple of years ago, where you're going through the injury report and you just see that the S like with Xavier Howard, it was groins. The fact that Javon Holland. Uh, injured both knees. It kind of makes your eyes pop out of your head a little bit. Mike McDaniel said, I will be watching him closely in practice on Friday. If he's not vulnerable to setbacks, he will be out there. If he's not quite ready, we'll wait another week. Seems pretty simple, pretty straightforward there. Javon Holland did miss the Patriots game a few weeks back with a concussion. Brandon Jones played 53 snaps at free safety. Uh, he had five tackles, one missed. He allowed two receptions on two targets for 11 yards and a touchdown. So definitely not a... a he wasn't hurting the Dolphins defense when you have to have uh, when you need to rely on Brandon Jones to play the majority of snaps um, when an injury is involved. Yeah, and I think, again, that's what we love about this team, right? It's that next man up mentality, and we do all love what Brandon Jones brings to the table. He's a little bit of a different safety than what we've seen from Javon Holland, but like we talked about earlier in the week with that episode, I mean, he's playing down the box a lot. That's what Brandon Jones does very well, you know? Not the same type in coverage, but I think they can get by if they have to use Brandon Jones. And again, I mean, you listen to Mike McDaniel say that. I think both of us are sitting here saying um, Javon Holland's name is probably going to be on that injury report when it comes out on Sunday. But, I mean, I'm okay with that if you're doing it now against Commanders. But at the same time, we're sitting here 
here talking about Sam Howell lighting the world on fire. We're talking about all those, you know, receivers that they have, Madden, uh, Mutt team out there. I mean, then you kind of got to feel a little bit scary about not having Javon Holland as that safety blanket, that guy that can do Javon Holland things. But I think our secondary will be just fine, and I guess we'll see. Do you think the Dolphins can finally win the turnover battle in a game? I think this is one where there there, there should be no debate that, yes, you got to go win the turnover battle against the Commandos. Yeah, I think Bradley Chubb has a couple forced fumbles, right? I mean, isn't that what he does? And Sam Howell's always just standing back there. I think you get a couple forced fumbles. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's getting a pick, right? We definitely